Ahoy hoy, all you delightful little ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, your friendly neighborhood anarchist and the host of the Everybody Trades podcast. And for you longtime listeners, I apologize. It's been far too long since I've done a version of this program. But you know what? That's all about to come to an end. We're about to get regular on Everybody Trades again. And I'll tell you what. Related to today's topic, in fact, the previous two South Park specials on Paramount Plus that were exclusive to that streaming service, South Park post-COVID and post-COVID 2, the return of COVID. Yes, those two specials actually had me doing a lot of self-reflection, if I'll be completely honest with you. And a part of that, it made me realize that I've neglected this show, the Everybody Trade Show, and this audience for far too long. And it made me realize how much just this never-ending COVID-19 period, this never-ending pandemic period, really had been weighing on me quite a bit, especially just in terms of making me less passionate uh, about talking about the world, which is, that's a lot about what the Everybody Trades podcast is about. Of course, we talk about investing and economics, but I like to talk about everything. I like to talk about just humanity in general, for our flaws, our pluses, and everything in between. And I think, obviously, this COVID period has shown a lot of both, quite honestly. And that's one thing that's interesting about these two these two South Park COVID specials. Now, I've waited until just a few weeks here. In fact, the new season of South Park premiered yesterday, if you're if you're listening to this. So it seems like there's been enough time here. I can now openly talk about these two specials and the ending. So we're going to spoil the heck out of this. So if for some reason you haven't seen these specials yet, well, be prepared. I'm going to be spoiling the endings right now. Okay, we're all clear with each other. Okay, fantastic. Well, obviously, if you've seen these, you know that there's basically two realities here. There's the pandemic reality, which has basically been a bummer for all of humanity, in particular Stan and Kyle, for instance, are no longer friends. Stan is obviously basically a drunk who is disconnected from everybody in the world, including his own family, and his girlfriend is essentially an Amazon Alexa, right? So kind of a bummer for, for, for Stan and and Kenny, Uh, Kenny's dead, of course. So (laughs) big shock there. But now, meanwhile, of course, for Eric Cartman, it's been the pandemic period has actually turned him from objectively one of the worst human beings on the planet suddenly to a, a family man. He's converted to Judaism of all things. And naturally Kyle's very skeptical of all this and blah, 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 blah. The point is, well, when they go back and switch it back, essentially go back to the non-pandemic reality, well, that was all great for Stan and Kyle, but Cartman ends up being sad, alone, and homeless. And this was after him putting faith in God that he would he would make his way back to his family. He agreed to go to this non-pandemic reality. Well, Boy, that was a really wildly depressing ending and one that made me think, wow, this is absolutely the first time I've actually ever felt sorry for Eric Cartman. So they managed to pull that off, which was really interesting. But the more you start thinking about it, you realize maybe the point that they're trying to make is, well, they were they were explicit with it at one point. By they, of course, I mean 
Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the makers of South Park, they very well explicitly were saying it wasn't so much the pandemic was the problem in a lot of ways. It's how a lot of us reacted to the pandemic. And for whatever reason, Eric Cartman happened to react to that period of time much better than most people. That's for darn sure. But what it really made me realize is that, of course, as I've often preached, as much as possible, we need to control what we can control. And here's something I can control. I can control my attitude. I can't control what everybody else does in terms of how they react to the pandemic or what choices they make. But I can sure as heck stop being a pessimist. I can sure as heck, once again, be my optimistic self about the world, about the economy, and all kinds of different things. And not a Pollyanna, by the way, but, you know, I'm a dad now. That's one big thing that's changed during this pandemic period. Yeah, just a few months before the pandemic, I became a father for the first time. And, and in, in the next few weeks here, guess what? Daughter number two is coming along. So by definition, as somebody who has children, I have to be an optimist for the future. Otherwise, what the heck am I doing? Why am I trying to why am I trying to proliferate more humanity if I feel like humanity is beyond hope? If I feel like we're all broken, then then what the heck are we doing here? I might as well just shut everything down and just drink myself into a stupor and play video games all day. But that would be a pretty silly life, wouldn't it? And it wouldn't be a very good example for my daughters and I'd like to think I live in a world where my daughters will be part of the solution and hopefully not part of the problem. And guess what? A lot of that's going to be up to me and my wife and the family and people who surround them. I think one reason that the pandemic specials, the post-COVID specials, I guess I should say, one reason they got to me so much is just Matt and Trey were able to basically nail where we are in society right now, especially... The idea of Jimmy Vollmer basically being the comedian who doesn't make jokes anymore. And that's what been a real depressing part of not just this this COVID world, but our society in general is how verboten a lot of comedy has become and sort of, oh well, you can't make jokes about this and that anymore. You know, we need comedy. We absolutely need comedy to get through difficult times. That's one reason it exists. Maybe that's the the main social utility of comedy, but also, of course, the never-ending joke about, God, I hate the future. And, of course, that actually rang true because, well, not only are they, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it was in the future during these South Park specials, but it often feels like the future, quote-unquote, is is the present. It's a never-ending, again, just the idea of a never-ending lockdown, a never-ending attachment to okay, this variant's coming, we got to get the chin diapers back out, and all this stuff, it's just, no matter what you think about the pandemic or what kind of precautions you think are necessary in your own personal life, this just weighs on everybody at a certain point, and obviously, I was not immune to that whatsoever, which is why I was surprised how much that those, those South Park specials actually emotionally affected me, and and how I was moved by the ending where Eric Cartman was actually the hero of the show and ended up basically being a sacrificial lamb. He was a martyr, and I just never would have seen that coming. I thought at some point, surely, 
the shoe was going to drop and it was going to be revealed that, oh, this Cartman ruse. Yes, in fact, he had cultivated this family in order to make Kyle look stupid. Well, that was the old Cartman. The reality is the new Cartman in this in this COVID-19 reality. Well, he was actually the better man and the hero of the story. Kind of an interesting turn. No doubt about that. At the same time, isn't it funny how easily we can all be emotionally manipulated, right? You think about Eric Cartman as a character. This is a character who had an eighth grader's parents murdered and then fed them to him in a bowl of chili. He's also basically a neo-Nazi. He's a Nazi supporter. He's a hater of Jews and he wants all races to basically stay stay together and not intermarry. I mean, really, this is it sounds it's all funny because he's a fat fourth grader, right? He's a fat little angry fourth grader. But of course, when you say it out loud, you remember, oh yes, Eric Cartman is one of the worst fictional characters of all time. So why am I feeling sorry for him? Well, I guess I guess because you'd like to think that even the worst children right maybe this is get back getting back to my own kids but even if your kids are are little little shitheads which frankly most of them are you got to beat that out of them at a certain point not literally of course but you got to just work on them and constantly just work on hey don't be so selfish all the time basically well you'd like to think that People are are redeemable, and certainly the children are redeemable. Everybody likes a redemption story, and for Cartman to truly have a a huge redemptive story like that, a a story arc like that, that ends up with a happy ending for everybody in the show, essentially, except for Eric himself, wow, that's that's pretty brutal, but at the same time, I guess that's karma and possibly what he ultimately deserved at the same time hard to hard to not feel a little bit sorry for Cartman's wife his family that kind of stuff so if it feels like I've spent a lot of time breaking down these two particular episodes of the Paramount specials of South Park well it's because frankly it goes back to the Imagination Land trilogy of South Park right just because these are fictional characters doesn't mean that they're in some ways they're they're very real in a very in, in an emotional way. They're very real and meaningful to me, that's for sure. One of my favorite shows of all time. And frankly, once again, tip of the hat to Trey and Matt for making something that I found quite moving and affecting, along with being very funny as well. And you know what? Coming up on the Everybody Trades podcast, we're going to have lots to get to, including my thoughts on the economy, inflation, of course, the stock market. And everything in between. Of course, we'll talk pop culture every once in a while, sports. Yeah, just all kinds of stuff coming up for you. So keep keep your eyes peeled to, to Everybody Trades, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, on YouTube as well. And follow me on social media everywhere at Everybody Trades as well. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Everybody Trades. Everybody Trades.